Hey everyone, welcome back to Vampire Weekday. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host Kevin, and today we have a very special episode where it is a pizza party indeed. Um, I, for one, am very excited to overanalyze a song that Ezra and his friend made when probably very high in college while having some pizza. What do you, what do you think, Kevin? Yeah, it, we could spend a lot of time on this, but at the end of the day, this is just some guys hanging out having a time in college. <laughs> I mean, the setting of this is very clearly some dorm room. Um, I mean, we'll get to the third verse that has a little bit more of a specific setting, but mm-hmm. this is just some guys being dudes, man. We need a little bit more dudes rock in the uh, in the Vampire Weekend universe. We got some here. You, you know, I was driving home from the grocery store today and Step came on and I was listening to it, listening to it knowing that I was coming home to analyze Pizza Party. And I, I thought, how are these from the same songwriter? Mm-hmm. It's just wild. It's wild. It's great. I love it. We call that range. Ezra has solid range, if you ask me. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess uh, let's let's dive in. So, All right. Um, pizza Party. P-I-Z-Z-A-P-R-T-Y. Yeah, well, it's funny because, I mean, we, we listened to this song last week and I was kind of singing that chorus in my head the entire week. And I'm like, how does he spell pizza party with nine letters? Because if you listen to the song, it's P-I-Z-Z-A-P-A-R-T-Y. Because <laughs> the flow of the song only really lets you put nine letters in there. If you listen to it. And even yeah. on Genius, that's how it came up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it came is. up as... By the way, folks, this the song lyrics are on Genius. So if you want to follow along, yeah. A so bit I was I was very to... wrong on the last episode, as as Kevin flamed me on Twitter for. For what? On the last episode, I said uh, we'll have to analyze the lyrics ourselves because there's no. Yeah, no, you're lyrics. right. I was I was prepared to to to, to what's what's the term uh, for somebody who like transcribes stuff in like a courtroom transcriber. No, there's a, there's a, there's a <laughs> fancy, like, like phlegmy term for it. Anyway, we didn't have to do that because somebody, a genius has, has been here before. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got P-I-Z-Z-A, P-A-R-T-Y. If you got a blunt. Stenographer. There we go. Thank you. If you got a blunt, then we can get high. Now, Nico, um, my understanding is that the term blunt refers to a marijuana <laughs> cigarette. Can you confirm this? <laughs> I, I, I believe I can. Um, yeah, we we at Vampire Weekday do not condone, but uh, we will analyze as best as we can. <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean um, I don't I don't care what you do. I don't I don't partake, but I don't really care what you do. It's your life, man. Um, <laughs> Ezra Ezra has definitely has a history of uh, of partaking in um, the whack calzone, if you will. As as we find later. Uh, Whack calzone is actually a reference to uh, that said blunt. But, Isn't that uh, something else? That's very cool. I did you I know was, that when you made the merch? No, I did not know that when I made the merch. So, um, but even better um, because I I just love that Ezra finds a way to put a double meaning in a song as as just wild and dumb as pizza party. So even if it's a very very small second meaning it, it is it is there um you also get lines like um 
Something with oregano. Referring to weed. Where is that? No, I know what you're talking about. Oh, here. No. I mean, we really could go verse by verse on this because there's, I mean, yeah. there's some cool stuff to talk about. Yeah, let, let's go verse by verse. Okay. Um, so yeah, whack calzone, interchangeable with blunt. If you want to come, then pick up the phone. So is Ezra a dealer? Well, that's the thing. What, is it, what does that mean? Is he dealing? Are we just, because we have the allusion to a pizza delivery driver in the third verse. And for some reason, the phone makes me think of somebody calling a pizza place to put it in order. But that's actually a good question. Like, is he dealing? Does he just want people to come over and, and cherish with him? I don't know. But you're right. The, the phrase picking up the phone is very specific here. Mm-hmm. then again this was written at a time where it'd be a little harder to you couldn't really text somebody that wasn't really a thing <laughs> not gonna send you an email to come over and smoke a jay with me um, True. um enough about the second meaning for now though the first meaning definitely is just he just wants a slice of pizza he doesn't care if it's gourmet or fancy or like none of that New York snobbery. Like he just wants a cold slice of pizza. That's that's all he needs, right? It's really incredible, and, and it's 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 amazing how dismissive Ezra and his what's what's the other guy's name? Uh, yeah. So I actually wanted to bring that up, Andrew uh, Kolitajan. I may be butchering that, but he, I found his um, page. He's a professor um, at, I think. It's University of California, Santa Barbara. Wow. Uh, oh, no, that's where he got his PhD. And he's a professor wow. at California State University. Which one? There's like 30. That's all it says. <laughs> okay, <laughs> interesting. That's pretty cool, though. He's got a PhD. D.H. Dominguez Hills. Okay. The Toros. Yeah. Oh, the Cal State system has some wonderful mascots. The banana slug for one. banana slugs. That one's great. Um, but but he, yeah, um, he teaches English. His teaching interests include 20th and 21st century British and global Anglophone literature, environmental history, spectacle, and technology. His writing has appeared in a bunch of different journals. Um, yeah, I also found his rate my professor page. Um, <laughs> generally good reviews uh some said he wasn't enthusiastic about the literature but some said uh he did so I, I think it's just class to class like some classes he's taught it's just he had to teach it and some classes he probably really liked the stuff he taught um but usually it said he was a pretty good professor it is kind of weird though to see someone who was in this with Ezra who's this very well-known figure and I mean, he has a successful career. Don't get me wrong. Good for him. Um, but just like to see his rate my professor page. And I was I was hoping I was really hoping one of these reviews would uh, mention his past. But no, we didn't the whack calzone. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, people forget Ezra was an English teacher, too. Mm-hmm. And so it's all sure. there. Um, but it's funny that you, you bring that up, because obviously we talk about all these esoteric references in Vampire Weekend songs. We talk about this guy who's clearly in the weeds on this stuff too. 
um, and we look at this song that really kind of slaps in the face of high society. Mm-hmm. I mean, this first verse is just talking about cheese and garlic knots and pizza. And then the line, in France, they eat the pizza like, and I'm not going to attempt to pronounce the French. <laughs> my understanding is that the, the translation is, oh my God, it's the most beautiful pizza that I've ever seen. The cheese is fresh. It's truly better than Gerard Depardieu's latest film so a little bit of a little bit of that like out there ivy league we're going french and then he hits you with the but yo f that i don't eat my pizza with brie or escargot or duck confit that's duck confit is an all-time reference right there i when i read that i was like wow ezra you've outdone yourself um i i also love le fromage as says vraiment more yeah, I can't do it either. But um, just the cheese is fresh. It's just such a, I don't know, such a aesthetic line. And then he's like, no, f that. <laughs> it is. It is so funny. Um, Gerard Depardieu was in Life of Pi most recently. He's mostly in French oh, films, okay. but he was he was in Life of Pi uh, and a couple other Hollywood features. But again, it's just so funny. Like, just like screw this. I'm doing my old school pizza right here. Mm-hmm. I did not work in Matt, you know? Goodbye. Yeah. So that first verse is a lot of just give me, give me that old, like old school, non-bougie pizza. Diet Sprite. Um, like that is so American. That sausage Diet tastes Sprite. like stale bologna. <laughs> Still better than nothing. You feeling all right? Um, it's the, I, I wanted to bring this up at the top of the show. Um, but the lyrical delivery is just so old school rap. Mm-hmm. And we know Ezra's taken a couple of his influences from old school hip hop. Um, we'll get to that with Step, that one song in particular. Um, the Vampire Weekend Influences playlist on Apple Music, which is a great playlist, also includes um, a Tribe Called Quest song. Yes. Um, and even on TC, they play a fair amount of old school hip hop. I've gotten some great tracks just from listening to the show. So there's definitely an affinity there. And it's such a smooth, familiar delivery. Like I found myself reading the lyrics and listening to the song and I felt like I could deliver the lyrics myself just because mm-hmm. it just comes so naturally. It's, it's a great song to listen to. Now, do you think there's a deeper meaning with getting crazy with the spinach when my pie is white? Oh, shoot. Is that another woke Vampire Week day reference to colonialism? It's gotta be, right? Getting crazy. It might be. I mean, they're two white guys who are rapping about a pizza party. I think it, it, it's funny because I um there's this YouTube video I've been recommended to for months. It's and the title is um Ezra Koenig discusses why he never made it as a rapper. And it's from some Australian news <laughs> yeah, outlet. I've, I've watched that. And, and he talks about everything, but he talks about how when he started rapping, he could never find a voice for himself. And he's like, there is a bit of a discomfort because it's traditionally a a a black medium, mm-hmm. you know. And to do this is like two white guys. It's a little interesting. Like, how do you find your voice? He says he never found his voice. Clearly something was found here, but he didn't like it. Uh, at least to pursue <laughs> longer term. And then verse two picks up by Andrew. If Man, if you don't know by now, don't bother to question because I'm too damn stoned and I lost my direction. This is really very much about weed. Like Confirming wow. that they're just in an apartment smoking weed and eating cold pizza. Uh, and that's the life 
that for them. Um, but it's as as we'll see later in the bridge, it, it takes a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, wait a minute, what up? I gotta make a con- correction. I'm at the pizza party and I'm eating hearty. It could be mighty meaty or with Havarti. Man, I don't want no ziti or chicken parm. I'm gonna heat up the slice like Don Giovanni, um, a reference to a character in a Mozart opera. So even in a song like this, you get these very academic references as well, which never cease to amaze me. Cold pizza in the morning, never did no harm. For that hangover sun, it works like a charm. So if it ain't in a box, it ain't on my table. I can say it in German as best as I'm able. Lass uns gemutruch. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, it's tough. German is tough. Otherwise known as let's sit comfortably together. So let's get together for some good pizza eating. And you can leave your wallet because I'm treating. But BYOB, because man, I ain't treating. What a so line. he's treating to the pie, but he's not treating to the booze. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you think the deeper meaning is there? So I'm, I'm curious now I'm looking at it again because um, we get the line at the top here because I'm too damn stoned and I lost my direction. And then we go to, wait a minute, what up? I got to make a correction. Mm-hmm. Why are we making that correction? I That's like strange to me. I read this as this is them hanging out with friends, smoking weed, eating a pizza, and at first it's just like having fun with that re- joking about how like this old school trash pizza is like what they want and in france like they care oh high society who care like like no i don't want that i just want this pizza right here mm-hmm. but then like they're kind of starting to get more high and he's like man like wait wait a minute what up like wait let's question this let's kind of sit down and question this a little bit which i like that okay i like that the later stuff i'll take that and then we get this third verse here and this is just this is a beautiful beautiful verse yes here's a story that must be told about two hot pieces that got mad cold (laughs) because i don't eat fogs i won't touch elio's so my understanding is Elio's is one of those it's an Italian restaurant on the Upper East Side my understanding is it's one of those places where like there's some lore to it like celebrities will go there and it's like kind of like got this character to it and it's kind of reiterating like that screw that I don't want this high society stuff I want my freaking pizza Mm -hmm. and then we get the line whacker than a girl who says what's the dealio which was an old phrase in the mid 2000s much more so now it's not delivery it's loam run <laughs> name dropping your own group in your song that is it's, some old school hip-hop right that's classic old school hip-hop that's incredible and just making the DiGiorno reference in the meantime unbelievable i didn't even know they had DiGiorno had that strong of an ad campaign like 15 years ago i guess they did i mean it's clearly it's not delivery it's, it's DiGiorno. Loam run. <laughs> And then we get more, we get a little more illusion here. So don't touch my plate till I'm done. I move oregano by the ton. Yeah, there's your there's your weed with oregano. It's pretty um, blatant there. So and so he moves it. So he is a dealer, right? I guess so. Yeah. Is this Ezra? Is this some character? Like it's Ezra I mean, Factory, his rap I, persona. Yeah, because I think I think the, the the character comes out a little bit more 
in the rest of this verse, assuming well, he didn't commit this crime. <laughs> I, that's a that's a good uh, transition because Ezra Factory. The next line is because you know the factory is number one, mm-hmm. so he's making a reference to his rap name. Now the year's ninety four, and my trunk is closed, and my rearview mirror mother effing dominoes. I'm just driving within the legal limit. Pizza boy gotta move two pies in 20 minutes i try to pull over but not in time i get hit from the back but i'm still fine pizza boy was bleeding shard of glass in his head i straight jacked his pizzas and left him for dead that's dark (laughs) that's a lot so that lyric you started with that's a jay-z lyric well, um, the whole verse is a Jay-Z reference. Wait, seriously? Oh, yeah. The, I don't know my Jay-Z verse, that well. All verse three, I was going to bring this up in a second. All verse three is a reference to 99 Problems by Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Um, so it starts with, now here's a story that must be told about two hot pizzas that got mad cold. Um, and in verse two, um, okay, so so it's, yeah, you're right. It starts mid-verse with uh, now to years 94 and my trunk is closed and my rear view mirror mother up in dominoes. Because the Jay-Z versus the year is 94 and my trunk is raw and my rear view mirrors the mother up in law. Got the way he just punches choices. in that dominoes lyric is so funny to me because <laughs> it's like, it's actually pretty serious of a verse mm-hmm. um, until then. <laughs> then we get dominoes. Yeah, and then I'm just driving within the legal limit. Um, He's not kinda, doing anything wrong. It kind of mirrors like the Jay Z yes. uh, verse, but not not fully. It's just the first two lines that are really ex- exactly um, using it. It's really enterprising of Mr. Factory too. I mean, he didn't cause this crash, but he saw a window and he figured I can get away with a couple of pies here. <laughs> in I, I, manslaughter <laughs> yeah he wasn't his fault <laughs> it, i mean you still can't leave a man for dead <laughs> my understanding is that he didn't cause the crash it's still a hit and run i believe even if he hits you uh, it might be because he's I literally like li- have to stay for medical attention i think you do yeah i mean <laughs> like i always call it, it. <laughs> but i mean i mentioned this in the show last week it kind of feels like ice ice baby you know, yeah. where I grabbed my nine, all I heard was shells, but instead he gets rear-ended by a pizza driver who's bleeding out, but instead he decides to take the pies and run. <laughs> now, do you think that darker turn of events leads into the bridge on purpose? I think certainly, yeah. yeah. It makes them question like, life I mean, after get, they just killed. It makes them question life after they just killed a Domino's driver. Well, imagine a scenario. What if Ezra is answering the call for verses one and two? Yo, the buddies are over. We're getting together. I got to get over there. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden this happens. He runs back to their dorm room, their apartment, whatever, and says, guys, you'll never believe what happened. Yeah. All of a sudden we get that bridge. Wow. Now we Could got be. a story. Could be. Now we got a story. So let's dive into that bridge. Lead the way, Kevin. This might be woke. Like, this is this is interesting. So how am I supposed to cut with this plastic cutlery? I don't know if that's woke, but this is the second time we've heard cutlery reference so far in this in this in this place. Pizza Supreme, and you know I got the dream. Like the blood, the like the breadsticks and the way you lick your lips. This is it's kind of like loving, sensual, like we're reflecting on a relationship. Yeah. When I say cons- 
it's an erotic verse on pizza yeah like didn't know it was possible (laughs) until today then we got when i say consumption now i don't want to eat later when i say destruction now i don't want no peace hater that's like that's kind of dark yeah do you i i read consumption as kind of like almost oil consumption and it's like no we're like consuming now like we're enjoying the benefits of this now um i don't i don't want to put that off i i want to consume in this capitalist society now i mean everything this guy writes i view it through the lens of woke so i can't you know like if i came if i came into this blind i don't know what i would say frankly but Mm -hmm. i felt the same thing as you kind of mentioned or at least kind of that same vein when i first read that lyric Mm -hmm. then madam share i want to wrap you up in carnal embrace Let's face the fact, it's true, I've got no romantic garden. Call me rather render, cinder block, shit how hard, and then compassion how. I work for passion now. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll take a second to get to the next one. Um, but yeah, it's this it's like erotic scene with this girl, but also like still bringing in the pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, would would you say the romantic garden is a reference to Adam and Eve garden of Eden? Sure. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, the most I unconvincing share I've ever I mean, heard. I, I didn't think about that before, but I also don't know what else romantic garden would mean. Let's face facts. True. Call me rough. Yeah, I guess that's kind of cool. I'll, I'll take it. You give me that look. I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I sure I'll take it. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I just think it's saying I want to wrap you up in carnal embrace. It's this very like visceral imagery. Yes. And so it's saying like no, like this ain't Adam and Eve. Like this isn't this isn't like the peak of like creation. This is like visceral <laughs> I, I don't know how else to describe it um we're, we're trying to keep it family friendly folks but <laughs> but but it's 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 a lot going on here um i did not understand that next line at all call so, me rather render did you oh yeah call me rather render center block shit how that's not a, that's that's what just him that? saying words, right? Yeah, that's like, some stream I, of consciousness kind of stuff. I mean, let us know if anyone has any ideas. Cause... This is if Bob Dylan could curse. This is basically <laughs> what we got here, yeah. <laughs> and then compassion how, I work for passion now. So him being like, no, I don't, I'm not playing for compassion. I'm I'm playing for passion. I want, I want some power. <laughs> I want some gumption. <laughs> Man. It's... And then we get really woke. Holy cow. Yeah. And, and all the time we haven't mentioned yet, this is playing with this like very like space music, like, mm-hmm. like otherworldly take you into the zone, like void. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to the other part of the song, which is like upbeat beat. That's kind of like bouncing. And then it just drops you into kind of a classic nineties, like MF doom um, binary star type beat. Mm. and it's like shoot it got real like now we have to pay attention yeah it really is a break because it's like if the song started like that i mean we'd be be totally different absolutely so dive in kevin 
Today, you know my face, but tomorrow I'll displace into a more socially accepted workplace. Wow. Color sublimation, let Freud take vacation, and then bring him back smoking fat Haitians. We have Let's the link to Teresa's song somehow. <laughs> Let's take that. So why do we get Freudian with pizza and, and weed? I How? think it's just like they're at that place where they're they're talking about the higher truths. I'm they're, starting to think that Ezra killed this guy everything. and they're like, what, what does it all mean now? Yeah, because displacement and sublimation are terms within Freudian uh, psychology mm-hmm. with displacement being like the immature way to treat something. And so maybe saying like, okay, now we got to go like, we got to live our lives and just displace until we forget about this killing mm-hmm. a man. Um, displace into a social, more socially accepted workplace so that he's not questioned about this dominoes boy who was just killed that got um, that was kind of wild for me because i'm curious if that was like a greater critique it's like am i doing something throughout my day that is like acceptable is mm-hmm. it right is it just like that you could take a lot from that and then sublimation is another freudian term but it's a better way to cope with emotions and so it's like i i, I read it as like color me like sublimated like view me as that but like really i'm displacing so that i don't have to like worry about it mm-hmm. um let freud take vacation get him off my mind um and then bring him back smoking fat haitians sit him on my couch therapy right prop him so he don't slouch why is he slouching that's in the first interesting. place yeah, yeah that's interesting um is it because he's dead maybe Maybe he's drugged <laughs> up. Maybe he's maybe he's incapacitated to the point where he cannot sit up straight. Mm. I don't know. And we get alienated man, stand out crouch, and then ask, bitch, why the F are you such a pessimist? That's the real opiate. Now, somebody yeah. on Genius related the opiate thing to the Marx line about how, what is it, religion is the opiate of the I mean, that's or something the- like that? That's the first thing that comes to mind, yes. I feel like, with the word opiate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, it's definitely a double meaning because opiate's also a drug, but mm-hmm. um, I, don't, I don't know how you can reference opiate as a very liberal Columbia student uh, and not expect people to link it to Marxism. To Marx, exactly. And then and my, my first thought, actually, is like somehow we're linking the, the opiate to are you such a pessimist? Is pessimism mm-hmm. a vice? Because it can be. That's, the, I mean, that's really the only other thing I could see out of it, but I think it's probably a little more likely that when, like you said, when you see the word opiate, a lot of times you do just think Marx. So he's referring to Freud as the pessimist, right? Oh. Yeah, I just realized yeah, I, that now. Okay. Because yeah. I, I, I'm still thinking about the girl. potentially a girl yeah. potentially yeah, a slice I, I of pizza also. from the first part of the, of the verse but yeah i guess you're but right he's still on the couch why is freud such a pessimist alienated man stand don't crouch so why is he alienated i feel like this episode is just me asking why everything and how are we talking about this in the pizza party song <laughs> i mean goodness gracious yeah we're not we're not providing a lot of closure for the audience yeah, in this episode I, 
we, we should have recruited a Freudian psychologist. I was going to say, I could have gotten my uh, AP psych teacher on the horn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> he would have he would have been down the clown. <laughs> Shout out Dan Meadow if you're listening. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's this weird bridge that kind of takes you out of the song and makes you think and kind of glides over most people's heads i'd imagine right it was really the first time we played it when you played it for me last week it was almost more of a shock value like i couldn't really understand what was happening and then all of a sudden just as quickly as we get in we get out and we get that p-i-z-z-a-p-r-t-y what a song I, yeah. I can't believe we're here. You know, when, when we started this a couple months ago, I didn't know we'd be doing stuff like this, but I'm <laughs> I'm happy we got to do a song like Pizza Party. Yeah, it goes back to the playful, fun chorus mm-hmm. for a bit, but it's pretty much more or less the same. Um, I think in an, in an ideal world, you can, even the stuff that gets deep, you can maybe kind of chalk away to just, this is all about pizza. And if you truly want to go, like, I'm just going to party, you could play the song and bang out to it. Hmm. You know, if you wanted to. Because yeah, at the end I, of the day, most of this is, is still just pretty silly. Mm-hmm. I just, if that bridge wasn't there, I'd agree more. But that bridge just kind of takes you out, out of the whole um, whole thing. Mm-hmm. you're probably right so i just found a comment to go back to the madam share i want to wrap you up in carnal embrace mm-hmm. apparently it's madam chater and i i want to wrap you up in carnal embrace which is a reference to play arcadia by tom stoppard in the first scene the main character Thomasina asked her tutor Septimus repeatedly what the definition of carnal embrace is because she heard that Mrs. Chater, uh, wife to, I don't know why I'm overpronouncing these things, wife to residing poet Mr. Chater, whose first name happens to be Ezra, had been engaged in carnal embrace in the gazebo a day before. Also, the shifts in the design of the garden from geometric to pastoral to romantic are brought up a lot in the play. Um, Yeah, so, so that's that's pretty cool. Thank you to the devil's worst or the devil's Prada on Genius for that. Mm, thank Thanks you a lot. Yeah, Genius really carried their weight. Shout out random anonymous people on Genius because I mean we could have done this episode without you. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, it's it's a wild song. I don't think enough people in the Vampire Weekend community know about it. I hope this provides awareness. Be like I mean, you just found it last verb. week. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, we have a confirmed listener with Winter, um, a member of the uh, TC crew um, who gave a shout out to us on Twitter. So thanks, Winter. Just wanted to, to thank you real quick. Um, yeah. Thanks, Winter. Uh, we, we can brag about that a little bit. Um, <laughs> feels say nice be, things about us, please. It feels good to be one. Um, one connection removed from time crisis. So we're, we're getting close. Someday. Someday we'll, we'll, we'll make our way on maybe. <laughs> Doubtful, but you know. Yeah, 
wild song. Very wild. I, I don't even know what to say. But I'm yeah, I um, like you said at the top of the show, we don't actively endorse marijuana use, but the fact that our favorite band made a song about hanging out with the boys. The home run is your favorite weed. band. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I mean, they. I mean, if you want to talk about heavy hitters per capita, I mean, mm-hmm. so far we're we're somewhere pretty strong right now. No. Um. But yeah, what a fun song! This is cool. I'm glad we got. A, I don't want to say I'm glad we got a break from the Vampire Weekend stuff because I mean, the Vampire Weekend stuff is great, but it, this was cool. This was very cool. Definitely. Um. So. Favorite lyric, big one this week. Oh shoot, I didn't even think about this. Yeah. Um, it's gotta <laughs> are, are be something. You gonna take of, it? Yo, f that! I don't eat my pizza with brie or escargot or duck confit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm in between the French verse and the pizza boy's bleeding shard of glass in his head. I straight jacked his pizzas and left him for dead. I think I gotta go with that. It's just too jarring yeah. to not. Um, but the the French verse is also the delivery on it too is fantastic. It's incredible, yeah, yeah. It's just a great song. There's um, not much else to say. <laughs> Are we five. planning on including the other home run songs? Maybe later. Maybe we'll include it as a bonus episode one time. I don't. I don't okay. know if the other songs have enough in there for. Okay, that's fair because this actually got a lot deeper than I expected it to. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The, the everyone's have a lot of uh, controversy surrounding them but we'll, we'll leave it at that yes um okay. uh, top, top five. five um this life stranger harmony hall um unbelievers holiday jonathan mm-hmm. lowe is out for this week it's out <laughs> uh i'm gonna go unbearably white um unbelievers Spring snow, go climbing up a little bit. Stranger, mm-hmm. and for the last one, I will go with Bambina because why not? Nice, yeah, nice. Mixing it, Mix it up. We're getting a lot of FOTV in here. I've been on a big modern vampires of the city kick recently, and we've only covered like two of their songs are three and mm-hmm. they're probably like my least, least favorite songs of the album that we've covered so i feel like once we cover modern vampires it's just gonna be nothing but that it's i it's grown on me a lot too as an album it'll be it'll be fun to get into yeah definitely um okay so for the hat of the week i'm going to go with a vanderbilt hat because why not go that's right Vandy. So, so we're we're gonna mix these up a little. I don't know why I'm narrating this. You know, this this episode has been a little scatterbrained, but sometimes you need that with fanfare. I was gonna say we we need a little bit more. I feel of like it matches. Tape. I feel like it matches the the song well. So mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm glad it went for this episode. Maybe this will turn some hardcore fans off, but maybe it'll get some of these stragglers <laughs> a little bit more on the train. You know, you got you got to have a little variety for the mm-hmm. fans. Yeah, I feel like the only episode like this was um, Big Blue. Anyway, Flower. Oh, Bin. that was a good one. 
Fireman. Oh, nice. Yeah, so get some Steve Lacey in here. There we go. That should be fun. That's that's one of my favorites, so definitely potential there to jump in. Mm-hmm. So should be good. I always forget how long Father of the Bride is. Because I always think, how have we done so It'll, many? Yeah. But it's essentially two albums. And it so, is a proper so double album. Yes, it is two-fifths of the Vampire Weekend songs we could cover. So, of course, <laughs> it's going to come up a lot. Um, but Stay tuned next week to hear Flower Moon. And thanks for joining us if you're still here. <laughs> Bye. Take it easy, guys. Bye.